Once again, this is uh, WSQF 94.5. You can also hear us live stream on WSQFradio.com. You can Bluetooth it into your car. And here we go. My first question to all of you, hold up your finger when you are the first to speak. And I will acknowledge you so that you guys speak. You guys can argue all you want, and we can have two or three people talking all at once. What I want you guys to uh, express to the audience is what's the most and the least you like about this experience so far? From anywhere from being on the street to talking at debates to answering people's uh, criticisms, uh, comments, compliments. So, Mr. London, you first. <laughs> Actually, I probably like running for office better than being in office. It's more fun. Yeah. You meet more great people. You meet people you never would have met before. You listen to people. You learn from people. And it's just a lot of fun. You stand on the corner. You wave your sign. Your arm hurts. You chain signs to the other arm. Your arm hurts. You do it again. And you think it really matters. I'm not sure if it does, but I've been doing it each time. This will be my third time running for office. First two times were successful. Hopefully I do it this time again. But I'm very fortunate to have four competent people sitting next to me who are also running for office. So if you don't like me, you'll like one of them. And you know what? You can't make a mistake. And that's about it, Manny. And uh, thank you for having us. I think this is different than our normal uh, debates, as you call them, where we answer questions. Here we just look at each other, and we think, what should we say next? We never lost for words. So I'll shut up and carry on, guys. Oscar, your turn. Uh, look, this is a – I actually love campaigning as well. Um, I've always said I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of the human condition. I, I think we have an incredible, remarkable collection of people here on this island. Um, one of my favorite things to do is putting signs in people's yards only because my six-year-old is my, literally my campaign manager. I'm a little afraid of her. Yes, I am. Her name is Sienna. She asks me every day, Papi, when are we putting signs on people's lawns? Uh, and it's been fun. You forgot um, one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or two days past, Poppy, it's been two days. Where is the next sign? Why are you not calling people to get signs up? Um, being on the street is a great opportunity, too. I really love it. It's, it's, it's a good time. I, I have to say, I'm a huge fan of Key Biscayne in general. Uh, I think we're all pretty blessed. And... Um, I. You know, I, I'm almost awestruck by the amount of people that, on this island that really care as much as we do. And it, it's just been a great experience for me. Uh, and the idea of this forum, it's funny, there's people in this room that arguably would be otherwise my competitors, but I don't have a single feeling of competition in this room right now. It's actually been very fun, and Manny, thank you for making that happen for us. It's very really cool. Good. That 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 was reason for building this radio station for this exact moment. For uh, Fernando, um, aside from where you were born, yeah, tell us about yourself. Terrible <laughs> difficulty in trying to explain that one. Um, no, I think you know I really uh, I, I this has been an incredible experience for me. Either way, whichever the outcome, I think is that just stated, folks, you have a lot of great choices here, great people, and I personally feel great with everybody. Uh, may, feel like I've met new friends uh, and 
friends that I think will last because I just think at the end of the day, you know, when you go through these battles, when it's all over, you kind of remember and you remember with fondness because that's what happens. I love campaigning. My God, I just I just want to campaign more. I don't know what it is. Uh, I just think it's just fun. He's the only guy with his picture. He thinks he's the best looking guy. It's a very pretty picture, though. It is a very pretty picture. Oh, he figures. You know what? The women will vote for it. I got to have my 15 of fame, man. Come on. But, uh, you know, I just I love driving in my flood mobile. Driving. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the flood the engineer. Thing, you're obviously the, the flood so engineer. Oh, you're definitely the flood engineer. engineer. I don't know. Maybe we just flooding all the time. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, no, I mean, Does the flood I, engineer create floods or correct well, floods? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, you know what? Somebody I mean, asked me about I the drop. I can do a hell of a rain dance. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> asked me about the drops and thought they were teardrops on, on your flood engineer. I tried to do water, but it didn't come out well. All right. Nick. So anyway, yeah, go ahead. Nick. All right. I like this format. All right, so, so <laughs> I like this format. Like the, we all like the format. Manny. So Manny, as as my neighbor, you realize that I love attention and stuff like that, which is why I always selfish, talk to you. Selfish. Thank God my so, my floor is higher than yeah, yours. Yeah, exactly. It's, whatever. I'm in the corner, but that's that's fine. I got two parking spaces. Yeah, well, and I only got one. Yes, and I share yeah. them with you. Yes. That being said, my favorite part is having my picture in the paper. <laughs> my least favorite part is when I show my wife my picture in the paper. She's like, "Wow, you look really old." Terrible. Or you gained a couple. Pounds, so yeah. that's pretty much it. So. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, in, in a general sense, this has been an enjoyable experience. It's been great meeting you all, you guys, and 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 I think just just echo Oscar. I, I don't view this. I think everybody's got, like I said, is offering you know some some value to this, you know. Yeah. And this is, like I said, I don't like this platform because we aren't limited and it's not whatever. And so I, like, like two I said, minutes, you got to no, answer exactly. All and I hate know? having hate to answer, to. be the third or fourth or fifth person <laughs> to answer the same question. We all agree on everything. <laughs> so it's like, well, what's what's important? Resiliency, <laughs> uh, undergrounding. So this is uh, like, uh, this, this kind of free form. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Hopefully so. this will get even more interesting Hopefully. as we go along. Andy, yeah. what's up? No. What? I don't have too much to say. Bullshit! Like, you always have something yes, to say. Audience, the first, uh, first, uh, uh, the first rule. No. I got a little yellow. Yeah, they, Ed, have a jar, Ed, so that I got a little yellow. Of course, it had to be Ed. Yeah. 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 The elder statement just dropped the first uh, BS shot, so I, ha I do have a drop button. If you hear a hesitation, it's me just deleting these words. As uh, there's an eight-second delay, there's about. Uh, Sorry. Ten to twelve second on live stream, <laughs> so I'm not um, I'm not really uh, receiving questions. So don't text me and ask me them because I'm not going to be uh, you know replying to questions. We're only going to talk about questions they have among each other, and if they go dead air on me, then obviously I'll talk. So continue, Andy. You have a lot to say. Don't tell me you don't. <laughs> oh, plenty, plenty. Yeah. So I had, I had too many ideas and uh, too many good ideas, and uh, uh, my heart is with the community. And basically, what I would be enjoying, what I'm not enjoying right now, uh, is like uh, I'm nervous. You know, I want to become one of your representatives. I want to represent our village and be the voice of our community. And that the thing that will make me happy, really happy, uh, to be part and to protect our paradise. You know, the way of living. You know, things like that. That I would love to uh, contribute towards that. And the things that I don't like and I will never support is uh, having and uncivilized behavior. Uh, we are one community, and we need to be together um, towards you know, a better future for our children and family. That's what I'm looking for, and I would love to, to share the same ideas with the rest of us, that we, if we can be elected, eventually three of us are gonna be elected, and we would like, I would like to work together 
and as one one team to push forward the future of our village. Which Thank means you. when you get elected, you're going to agree with me with everything <laughs> I say. Is that I correct? Would, I yeah. would agree. I would Good. agree with you if your voice is the same sound of the, our community because I will be listening every single one in our community and their voices, their, their opinion matters to me and I'm going to be representing them no matter what. Thank you. Okay. Nice now, um, this first question is something that's a pet peeve of mine. When you guys get elected, <laughs> if. if and when, will you guys get rid of the plexiglass in front of the council? Yes. 100%. Yes. yes. First a motion. After no. we get rid of the policeman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the worst impression that we, we mean, live in a dangerous society. Policemen in the sergeant Policemen inside the council you know what? chamber. That's a good point. We have the meeting. Like that what I heard? I've been uh, against that continually, and I really think that there's I think no reason to have it. I agree. We've never had a threat of anything. No. My pizza comes in cold. No one's going to steal my pizza. Right, <laughs> Nobody wants my pizza. It's just about so there's no right? reason yeah. you need a policeman. So the plexiglass and the... And and, the well, yeah, policemen and the plexiglass together. It's a nice but, policeman. Don't get me wrong. But you can keep yeah. on sending the council members cold but pizza. We love to have the police, you know. I'm friends with, with Caesar from Domino's. We wanted to address issues affecting our community about policy things like that. I would love to have them there. We have the police chief there. He's every right. meeting anyway. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, is, there's I always a policeman in the front, and there's also yeah. a policeman. Yeah. So I think, you so know, what want to welcome it. I don't, I don't mind that. Excuse me. We always want to have the police chief always wants more policemen. And we said we never have enough police. Well, he's wasting a policeman guarding us at the meeting. That's ridiculous, isn't it? And then say you need more policemen? Because if he can afford to have somebody guard us, it means he doesn't really need him, need the guy. Yeah, and you can you can you can sense the police uh, uh, presence, presence during yeah. COVID, and that was un very uncool to see so many policemen at the meeting when yeah. when uh, Representative Regalado came. That was very new to me. That's very unheard of and alien. And it even if they were nice, it yeah. just didn't seem right. It seemed kind of martial lawish. Not and necessary. Yeah. But I think well, your question was about the plexi, and for sure, I think we all agree. Yeah. Plexi. Plexi's no gone. We're out. Because I have enough of that when I go to the bank. And, uh, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe we can replace it with the uh, impact window glass. So for no, <laughs> no, we don't no. have to do that here. That's a joke. Okay, yeah. so um, in, in particular, uh, we have this issue over two issues. One that one is devastating if it happens. The other one is devastating if it happens, yeah. which is flood and the bridge coming down. Yeah. Okay. How important is it, one or two, you guys just hold up your finger who wants to answer first, and then the next person either rebuts it, agrees with it, or we move on. Based on one and two, what is more important, the immediate flooding that occurs here during casual rains, major storms, or if we go to a major storm, what happens to our bridge that cuts us off from the mainland? So we can't get back on after a storm, or we couldn't leave in time of a storm. I mean... And... Uh, well, I'm going to go with Fernando because yeah. of where he was born. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this <laughs> one, obviously, right? Uh, you know, he was he's the first. He's the flood guy. He's the flood guy. He's a flood guy. He's a flood guy. He's a flood guy. It's a good question. And you just came from from a flood zone in New Orleans, so. Yes, pretty bad. I think that he's laying on his face after coming out of the bar. He knows all about floods. Okay, so those are the two big issues that are facing us as a community. To me, terrible. You guys, I think the flooding is the most important one. Uh, two things, because, I mean, I have looked at the... 
well, let me let me let me just finish. Let me just finish. Um, the, why the flooding? Because it's excessive. We have an issue associated with uh, what may, you may agree or not. The seas are are impacting. We're having repeated flood events. Our properties and our property insurances are becoming. You can you can vouch for this, Nick. I mean, they are at they are at risk. Uh, if not, eventually we will eventually have an issue with overall with our insurability. I mean, look at what happened with with Ian. If we don't really start taking care of our watershed and if we don't start managing our watershed. Um, I don't know. I think eventually it's going to become a problem. Also, uh, the the sufficiency rating, and I go back to you know, I want to get a little technical, but sufficiency. No, rating as long of a as bridge, you explain to the sufficiency audience, sufficiency rating of a bridge is what it what it's what tells you where the bridge is at as it relates to its static and its dynamic load. And what it is right now, the, that bridge has a sufficiency rating of sixty eight, which is above a level fifty. Anything below a level fifty, FDOT comes in. They may declare it that they, it has to be replaced. They may close it below a number fifty, but we're at sixty. The sufficiency rating of the bridge, it, it's enough, and it gives us options, and it gives us an opportunity to study that crossing well. But right now, the most important point, in my view, is flooding. But I've seen so many people disenfranchised, so many homes that just get terribly flooded. We have to take care of our residents. Thank you. Okay, Sardinia. So I, I'm, I have to... So I'm going to say something. Number one, I think the flooding is absolutely crucial. I will say, though, I, can't, I come from a place where back in the 80s, that same flood, uh, we would play football in floods for up to a week. Uh, it takes a couple of days to get rid of that now. I just think emotionally speaking, it becomes the bridge, right? Because it's something top of mind. But I have to defer the expert. I mean, Fernando knows what he's talking he's about in this case. And, and I do believe flooding as a, as a threat, as a constant threat to our island is the most important. But emotionally... I absolutely agree that most people will say it's the bridge because of what happened with Ian and the existential threat that if if we get a Category 3, God forbid, and we have a storm surge and we have a king tide, our flat bridge is gone. Yes. That's essentially the and truth. there's two of them. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I was talking to Nick at one point, and he made a really great point. He said that, <laughs> and see, Nick's... I, I probably did. And he said it would be a humanitarian disaster... If Key Biscayne uh, was stuck with 30 days of no bridge, and I, I can't, I, I agree, we 100%. Can, uh, literally have no food. I, 100%. We, we all have and to and so, become but, fishermen. But, but I will say, I do think that from a maintenance standpoint and from a place where we are today, I definitely think that flood flooding is a problem, and it continues to be a problem. And by the way, <sighs> the other day I was out campaigning. We had a parade. Uh, it was really fun. And I, I, I met some people that were disenfranchised, like you said. They were in the K-8 basin, and they came to me and stopped the parade and said, where do you stand? And this is crazy, the amount of taxes we pay. And I have been sitting in here cleaning up after a flood that took almost 48 hours to get rid of, and we can't even get our car out of the driveway. And so I get that. I understand it. It's painful. And as property me, owner, I'm, I'm sorry. I just okay, but to yeah, yeah, please go. Yeah, but, no, it's okay. but Ed wanted to say something. Yeah. yeah. I basically think that they're both important. I don't yeah. think you, one is independent of the other. No, I agree. Now, if we really move fast with the bridge, we probably can get it done by 2030. But when I say we can, we can't do shit. Excuse me, we can't do anything. I'm sorry. Uh, That's twice, uh, where's Ed. The, where's the twice. 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 tw
Adds yeah, in a drop in the drop box penalty point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is that they're independent of each other. And we're not going to be able to do anything. When I say we, I'm talking about the county because it's the county's bridge, the state's involved, and we're just the people who really need the bridge. But so we have to assume one thing, that the bridge, as Fernando was saying, is stable, dynamically, statically, every other which way. The only f- problem you could have is the possibility of a hurricane mm-hmm. hitting a broadside, just not Hitting it one side, it really has to hit it properly to knock it down. When I say a hurricane, I'm talking about the water that goes along with the hurricane. Right. The pressure from the water. Well, you get not hit just with not, both. Well, I'm right. saying it, but I'm, probably the water is probably much more important in knocking it down than the wind. unless it's, Unless it's square on. Well, anyway, given, given all that, what we really should be looking at at this point in time is making sure we have some kind of arrangement. And if we don't find out how we can with the Army Corps or whoever else has pontoon bridges. So in the event that we have it knocked down, we have a way of getting in and off the island until something can be repaired, replaced, or whatever happens. Yeah. So to me, that's what should be done well, there. that's part of the FEMA recovery process. That's already included in the thing. But yes, I do agree with How long you does that, that take, the by the way? Uh, I don't know. It all depends. Well, it all depends. They have watch pontoon. right now what's happening with Sanibel Island. They have, yeah. the, they have the, bridges. The Army Corps the, and yeah, temporary floating bridges. bridges yeah. The, the question is we want to make sure... DOT. How long, in other words, do they have stationed on the East Coast, West Coast? Where are they? How long will it take to get right. it in place to replace it? I think that's really <laughs> critical. When it comes to the flood, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's something that we are working on. I have a really definite ideas on that, which differ completely, I'm sure, from Fernando, because I've seen everything that bureaucrats do. And what they, not saying you're a bureaucrat. No, no, no. Yeah, no, you no, probably no. are. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm really saying is that the method they go about purchasing, getting anything done, make sure that it costs us a lot of money that we don't have to spend. And I am a complete believer in the design build concept rather than hiring the consultants, hiring the engineers, then making all kinds of difficult bidding procedures so you eliminate most everybody and it costs you a lot more money than get a design build. Uh, we proved to ourselves how terrible we do things when we did the dog park. Mm-hmm. We had, we spent a fortune in the dog park. Go ahead, Ed, that. tell us how much. Well, I'll okay. tell you what happened. So basically, it's the same yeah, type but of Ed, thing. But our ha- RFP process hasn't been. Wait, let, me, let, me, let me just say what I'm saying. Wait, come on. Let Ed finish it. All I'm saying is to give you an idea how bad we do how we do purchasing. So we basically got this great engineering firm, Stantec. $135,000 to engineer the dog park. It's a very complicated dog park. There are some benches, there are some trees, and there's some drainage. Okay. Anyway, so artificial. they basically prepared the specs. We put it out to bid. We had, a, I can't remember, 14 or 16 at our pre-bid conference. We also had the people who did the design build for the city of Miami. Uh, it's in about 16th, 17th, or 18th and Bayshore Drive, mm. south on North Bayshore Drive. Yeah. They did that for 400 and some thousand dollars. Well, after that bid conference with those people, they decided, you know what? Nobody wants to bid on us except one. So he bid on us. Of course, we had to get somebody else to bid. So he got somebody else to bid higher than he did. And together with that thing, I think we spent about a million three. Unbelievable. Now, That's unbelievable. Excuse me. No. Okay, they spent 450 to do theirs in a much bigger park. But they didn't have the same drainage problems we did, so it might have cost five fifty. Right. So we should learn this is not the only time, but every time That's we a do perfect something example. every time we do something like this, it always happens. And this is what most people in government want to do and this is how they do it. And it gets all kinds of people. And right now we're talking about 
which I'm fighting against. We're going to spend I don't know how many dollars to go hire this company, Brown and Veatch, or somebody in Beach, or whatever they're Black called. Black and Veatch. Black and Veatch. Yeah. And they're going to coordinate. I think we're giving a million dollars to coordinate our big dig when we do all this stuff. But we're going to start giving them now. I've been a developer. I've never been a government contractor. But I've put in streets. I've put in sewer lines. I've put in storm sewers. I've put in fire lines. I've put in curb and gutter and streets. And you know what? I never had anybody like them to coordinate this stuff. We have all these people working for us. And why are we going to pay them now? We're not doing anything now. And what are we going to coordinate? Well, obviously, the most important thing is things <coughs> that work with gravity, which is storm sewers, primarily. But at the same time, we're going to replace existing, possibly, water and sewer lines, which means we're not going to engineer them because we're just going to replace them. So there's no engineering involved in that. Right. So we're really talking about the storms because that's really going to determine the contours. And if they're going to contour the streets for storm sores or anything else, it's all going to happen then. The other major thing we're going to do, possibly, is undergrounding. And undergrounding, whether we do it then or not, undergrounding can be done with horizontal boring. It's great to do it at the same time. But if we're not ready to do it for whatever reason, we can let, <coughs> we can, <coughs> excuse me. Take some more. Water, water. Thank you. We can, we can basically let open conduits so we don't have to do laterals and go horizontal boring then when we're digging the streets up. We can do a lot of things, but to spend that kind of money for people to go coordinate something with nothing to do today, I think is a total waste of money. I will never disagree with you on but that. Ed, Ed, let me just say, let me just say something. Yeah, let's go with Nick. Yeah, let's just say something. And this is a legitimate question because, and I'm on board with everything you said. And I'm curious because you know my dad worked for for the for the, for the village you for many dad? years. Yeah, I, I have a dad, and uh, it's Jose Lopez. He's, he's very, a he's lovely guy. Hello, dad. Quite a good gentleman, and he's very proud of you. He's very proud of you. We had coffee the other day, so. No, and I'm and I'm determined mm. to make him proud and too. But you remember when he, when when he was there and he started this project, the the K eight project was for the school specifically, and I remember my dad wanted to try gravity wells. Instead of doing a pressurized well, because he didn't want to spend six hundred thousand dollars on on pressurizing the well. Like, when did this project leave the school area and become the K eight basin, as opposed to dealing with the flooding around the school? Well, we're basically you just <laughs> the school was just one part of the thing. We're going right. to look at the entire island. So right. when they call the K eight basin, if you look at it, it's not just a school. It's a toilet right. bowl. It goes yeah, straight island. down right. to the bay on both you sides. Right. So it's a whole area. That? What? How do you know that? <laughs> you that? that was in the uh, document. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the document. Okay, Fernando, let the audience know. Or would be. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, both. No, nothing to do one has nothing to do with the other. Nothing of one has nothing to do with the other. You can go and you can do both of them at the same time. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to say just briefly before I hand it out to Andy. It just what I wanted to say is that there's really just honestly we only we have two separate, completely different tracks on this. Yeah. For the bear cut crossing, what's mm-hmm. gonna happen on the bureaucratic side yeah. <laughs> and not on my, my side but on mostly on the FDOT side is that in order to build a new crossing or to propose a new modification to a crossing be it a tunnel be it a bridge be it whatever 
it has to go through what it's called a PD&E. Yeah. It's a planning, design, and environmental study, which is basically an impact study. And that'll provide you with options, like an option to a zero op- option to do nothing. That's one option they provide you with. The other option is maybe you can have a tunnel. Maybe you can have a crazy. Be, be probable to build a tunnel? Can we, no, can no, no, I'm, I, 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 no. Anything can be. I'm just saying, I'm talking about alternatives that will be provided. A bridge, what I'm, and I was going to go into what we did in my. You know that bridge that's being built right now on the MacArthur, the 395? You, you presented the idea about having a tunnel, and it was very nice and next door. Yeah, thank so. you. So, yeah, but I mean, there has to be, there's options for resiliency that can be, and a tunnel is a resilient option. A bridge is also, a, a higher bridge is also a resilient option. What they'll do, what FDOT usually does, and what we will do in Key Biscayne, is you bring in the public. Because the public wants to have a part of this. You can't just throw a tunnel, because some people may not agree that they want a tunnel. I mean, I'm, I look at it as an engineer, and as an engineer, I say, it's probably the fastest thing to do, and I love it, and I love boring. I core five tunnels in my life. I love that stuff. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, FDOT is going to to tell us what the community, what the people, and what the engineering says, Andy. And it's not us. It's really the county. But Time out. Time out. To yeah. the audience, they've got to know does the DOT determine this because they got you know their their foot on your neck and they're coming up with the money and if you don't do it this way we're not going to give well, you the money or, or is it an engineering no it's part of their funding process in order to allocate funding, funding. Allocate so they have that leverage funding, of the you money you do an environmental impact study that okay. evaluates all the options that gathers public input and that's very critical in this particular case because like i said you know, they're, they're, uh, both could work very well. A, a tunnel could work fantastic, but a bridge, a nice entrance bridge into Key Biscayne that is elevated, that could also work very well because you're above the you're above the waves. Uh, Why is the life expectancy for a bridge in difference to comparison to a tunnel? It all depends. It Longer all depends on the structure. Yeah. It all depends on the soil. It all depends. I would have to check that. You know, that is a great question, Andy. I really mean right. that. Anywhere I from think that's an important question, term, you know, and I promise you, I will look into that. Be able to Enjoy yeah, I, I I I I want to. I'll, I'll look into that for possible. you. Yeah, no, no, I, I I think that's a great idea because the public would want to know that. I think it'll like it'll go beyond all our lives here, obviously. But the aren't the Venetian bridges the, the crappy Venetian bridges? Yeah, over hundred years old. Yeah. yeah, they are. We've had a lot back when I was on the beach. We're trying to work with the yeah. Venetian causeway. It was difficult because the residents just loved the historicity of of, of, right. of the of the you know of, of that bridge, and a lot of people get. You know, they get attached to those things. So the view, I mean, I love driving through Barricade Bridge because it's a fantastic view. And I don't know whether you can get bicyclists under well, a bridge. I would love to see through the tunnel, the ocean, and the charge coming around well, you. One thing, one thing that the audience... Yeah. Uh, one okay, thing the audience... That's one event. Yeah, I one, understand. One, the, I understand. One, one thing the audience has to uh, keep in context is that when we talk tunnel or bridge... If you do a tunnel, it doesn't eliminate the existing bridge. It, the bridge stays. Yeah, it stays and it keeps stays. on functioning. Similar to what we did and with the tunnel. And the tunnel is also, right? yeah, it's also like another lane under the bay. I, well, so it's not like you knocked down the bridge. That all forms part of the PD&E. That all forms part of those options that will be presented to the public. And once that op- those options, the best option is decided, it'll go out for funding, for federal NEPA? funding. Me, but yes, the process. I mean, uh, but, but I, and, and the question is, the question is right now, how do we capitalize on all the stuff that's been happening right now with the federal government, the money that's coming in, the money coming in from the uh, IIAJ, 
what can we do? That's that's really the the multi million dollar question, for lack of I'm a better word. Okay, Andy, go have, for do it. Do we have any ideas, any input, any uh, specific for us to be able to make those our dreams? This is a dream for us to come true. Do we have because last night we we'll, we have different opinions, people presenting different ideas. What is your input about? It's not up to us. Up to the county. Well, yeah. but, but also What's your we, input, Andy? We're gonna be we're gonna be on leadership. Oh, so we need to tunnel. bring ideas, and so we have to listen. We have to listen every single one of us, the, our ideas, and not deny those ideas. Just to be respectful mind to see it's it's affordable, it's possible, it can be materialized or not. So we need to listen to each other very active because we all have an opinion. I may be my opinion. And getting some advices, you know, like some good knowledge from people that they know what they're talking, yeah. and then definitely we we can say no, your idea is a bad idea. No, my idea is better. No, we need we need to listen to each other. We need to engage and be able to bring that spirit. Right. So I, 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 I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo what Andy said, and I love what you said because we do have a remarkable collection of people on this island and none of us are audacious enough to think we know all the answers so we do have to listen to all the ideas and there are a lot of great ideas I am always going to defer myself personally in this particular regard to Fernando because he understands it a little bit more and he's been I know you thought I was going to say you and I was looking at you and I, <laughs> I, I wanted to say you but I couldn't possibly no Nick it. wanted you to say his dad and get his right, dad, back, right, right. Get his dad back in on it yes. but I want to echo I want to echo what Andy said you know I, our job at the end of the day is to listen to our constituency right and we, we have to listen, listen we have to listen yeah, to people yeah, and ideas options, folks, and by the way it's not yeah. and, and, and I don't believe that Andy will ever say that he knows the answer either I think he's just saying let's listen yeah. we have to listen to I agree. each other you know I totally agree after last night meeting you know uh, the proponent of the idea of, for example, the uh, the M MDX, which was Mr. Falso, candidate for uh, mayor, yeah. he uh, he uh, promised us that we will have response back in his reasoning. He didn't promise us. He said there was a He didn't promise. Let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. See, so we today we we got an. Okay, wait a minute. Let's, let's do context. I wasn't present. I have not formed uh, an, opinion an opinion about yeah. last night because I wasn't there. The only thing I do know is what I read in the island there, that Mr. Parapar, who was uh, literally the founder of MDX, yeah. talked about they had bondability. And in the founding of MDX, it was uh, initial desire of MDX to take over Venetian and bear cut. And yeah. that never happened. Yeah, but we're skipping so, away from the bridge. <coughs> yeah, we were skipping. We're talking. Excuse me. But he mentioned. Let's, he stay, mentioned, let's stay with the bridge. Why were denying someone else's idea? That we're not denying anything. In we're not. Excuse me. We're not denying Andy, anything. Nobody's what? denying if you anything. Listen, if you listen, listen to what Fernando said. MD, MD, excuse me. If you listen to what Fernando said, he said, PD and E, yeah. they're going to go ahead. The state and the federal government have these requirements. They're going to come back and tell us. You can build the tunnel, or you right. can't build the tunnel. You can do this, or you can't do this. And this is what we're going to fund. You can have all the ideas you want, and all your constituents can have all the ideas you want. But remember, we can suggest that to the county, yeah. but they have the constraints of the state and the federal government. And that's what really matters. Well, we and if you, excuse well, we me. And once you and tell people, but once you tell people and mislead people to think that they're going to make the Again, difference we, happen. We are not misleading. If I say something, it's not misleading. It's something that we feel that is possible. And we are not misguided or, or telling. Sorry, who's we, Andy? Oh, the who's community. We? Oh. We, okay. when I say we, it's because we speak on behalf of our community. Who's, wait, we speak on. You speak? No, when we you all, speak. We all speak. 
We speak on behalf. Ah, so, okay. The I'm when the council speaks, right? The council speaks. Got it. It's on behalf of our community. Got it. Yeah. So if you are a member of the council, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna be listening to you. I will listen to you. I will get the feedback from the community. Right. Also, I want community participation in our debates. We all agree that. So right. we, we, we all said the same thing. No, let me tell you. So even if the meetings go past midnight. Yes, right. because that, that's why I'm going to be serving the community. So my thing, we're giving three minutes to every single resident that wants their input, you know? Yes. So, and we start debating. Okay, that's nice. And we got ideas. And, and then before we reach a decision, we need to allow our community, because they got great ideas also for their input, yeah. before we make the final determination. And this is not happening in our village council. It's not happening today. You're it's not happening today. I, I beg to differ with you on certain subjects. We have thing called workshops. When required more than three minutes, you're talking about, on a specific subject, which not everybody is interested in, we then schedule a different time so everybody can come and speak and express themselves. And that's what we should do, and that's what we have been doing. And uh, if, we, if I get elected, I will certainly push to keep doing that. So when we have the, when we have the, the, when we have the bridge, like you're talking about, Obviously, we want everybody's input. We'll express that to the county. But I'm just trying to tell you, no matter what we express, they make the decision. That's all. I think we need to formulate something, and I'm throwing something here on the table for everybody to think about, is really formulate the idea of funding. before, Because we know these studies that uh, take a while and require the public input have their time, but the funding is now. The funding is available now. So I, I would I would just make a, a suggestion to, to the group and, and, you know, to think about this, that, you know, we can we can look at all the options, and, and Andy, I really do appreciate your, your, your passion and your feeling that you really want the best for the community. And we I think do. that, in, we, of course, we, we all do. do. Of course, we all do. I don't mean, uh, uh, but, but in the sense that, uh, at the end of the day, there will be uh, plenty of opportunities and options for the public. And w- our job is, I think, and Ed, you can say, you know, I, I think our job is to make sure that everybody has a voice and their voice is heard. I, you know, the three minutes, I'm sorry, I, there's not enough time in the three minutes. And what it's I really, enough, really hate about that, it, but it's, it is what it is. It, it's, it's the format of, of, of the, you know, of the forum. But, you know, people speak, but this is like they're talking to a wall. Is anybody taking notes, Ed, when no, people but, speak? No, but, but who's but, taking but notes? Record, because, I mean, me. I want to know excuse because me. I've spoken will, many times. Everything, and, you know, every time you speak, anybody speaks at a council meeting. And who's doing the follow-up? It's recorded. But okay. who's doing the follow-up? Well, I was, Any, yeah, anybody who's interested. Is anybody following up with what okay, people say? Okay, Nick, go, will, go for I, it. Nick, let's remember, it's not just the three minutes, right? It's... The there's way, there's, way, it's, there's it's, ways uh, to I, get yourself more yeah, three minutes. Listen, guys, three minutes is, is showtime, right? I get no, it. Three minutes is come in and say you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to email your council members. You have an opportunity to you have an opportunity to email your council members. You have an opportunity to meet with them. We live in a small community, guys. We're fifteen we're fifteen thousand people. I see everybody at Win Dixie. So no 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 no. I get it. In in three minutes is by the way, three minutes is not enough. But who's taking to give to give any any real idea and and arguably the majority of the time the agenda is set the ideas have been set the council's already seen the agenda they've already mostly made up their mind and the three minutes is is an opportunity for somebody to say a little bit more Mm -hmm. but i i am going i am going to assert i I am going to assert that we cannot allow to be okay 
with just eliminating, just limiting it to those three minutes. If you want to be heard, our job is to listen and those people need to be activated. And the way to be activated is to email your council members, to call your out council members, to reach out to them. It's not going to happen in those three minutes, although those three minutes are important. Look, they uh, are not uh, going uh, to I be. Nick, 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 go, Nick. Nick, I still want to share parking space with you. So go, Nick. Sorry, Nick. Well, no, look, I apologize. I will say, you know what? I think we're doing a disservice to people who are on council right now. Um, I I can only speak from a personal experience. Oh. I I had three minutes, and, and several hmm. other people had three minutes talking about the special needs. I the, remember. The, the ability. And you know what? I got up first budget meeting, addressed well, it, came back with it, and yeah. you came back with it. And and by the next meeting, there was fifty thousand yeah. dollars that dealt with that issue. I I think that like I said I get it when when you get into the minutia, whatever. But if there's something that's compelling, that and I think I think we'll all be open to these kind of things. And obviously, that was already on. Like I said that something comes up. I get it. There are things that are, t- are going to take a while, but there's some things that are glaring needs in the community that the council is responsive to. And this is the only level of government that you can actually show up and make a difference, okay? Because go go to Tallahassee, go to the county, go to the federal government, mm-hmm. and, and say, well, you know what? I want to get something done. And guess what? Go pound sand. I want you to drop it. It right? is yeah. a real opportunity. I, I'm not at London. I'm not going to curse. Yeah. But, but the opportunity is here, yeah. and I, I think we ha- we've got... Obviously, I mean, you could tell by this conversation now, we've got five passionate people who want to be responsive <laughs> to, to legitimate issues in the community. Yeah. So, like I said, I, like I said, my, I tip my hat to, to the council, and you were obviously part of it, uh, as far as responding to these things. And I think that, like I said, I, I think everybody here is committed to be responsive to, to issues that are coming. Okay, so... you can so, rest comfortably. Exactly. Okay, so the, ne- the next issue well, take, is... Let me just finish this for a second. Okay. <laughs> Believe it or me, not, please. the three minutes is one thing. The phone call never stops ringing. Okay? 100%. So when someone comes to the meeting or something else, this past week I had somebody, and I have them come to my house, come to my office. Uh, I had somebody come on the rugby, somebody come on the soccer. Can we ride in the Corvette? Can we ride in the Corvette? That's the question. No, my point being is that people are interested. Yes. It's not just the three minutes. They know mm, it's not. that they can call us. And I can speak for myself and probably all the council members. We welcome their calls. We talk to them, listen to them. I argue with them. I agree with them. Disagree with them. I mean, we have an. We certainly listen to them. We have an incredible opportunity, guys. This is the only, <coughs> in my opinion, this is one of the very few places nationally that you representative government can work. You I actually mean, get into your council member's man, I, face, many, even if it's upsetting. Many I run into you. How often now? I mean, we have conversations. We I go to well, I come, I, I come in stereo now. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll go know, for now. Let, let, let me tell you one. Thing. Tell that to a person that's had a home that they flood all the way up to their doors, and nothing has happened for over. 30 years yeah you don't dr- you don't dry their property you're telling me that three minutes is going to change mm-hmm. that you're telling me that a <coughs> phone call is going to change that no uh, look i'm a solutions driven person if i am in council i want to see processes <coughs> that work for the public we cannot continue to say that just because we take a phone call or just because we let somebody speak for three minutes when the whole item is cooked you can't tell me that that is effective government. That is not effective government. We need to give people the opportunity to 
resolve their problems in our community. And there are just so many. I can't, I can't even begin to think of all the different forms and permutations of problems that people in this community have. But I know one thing for sure. Standing there for three minutes and talking about it or making a call to a council person that can really just do what they can, uh, it's not enough. There is. A, I'm, I'm not criticizing our our council. I'm not criticizing our process. Well, I am criticizing the overall process of representative democracy, which I think has it's little messy. bearing on the public needs. It has more bearing on you know what what we can do to push well, business the human forward. Condition is messy, man. And that's what yes. I want to do. I, I want to come up with ways and means that we can help. So what folks do you suggest? Sometimes. Okay, I'm open. You know, okay, four okay. Right. okay. Four four minutes. Minutes. No, 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 four minutes. Get a minute. No, no, no. I want to propose something. Four minutes. The human condition is messy, but we need to be active. And I and look, I I want to take accountability as much as I possibly can. But the people of this island also have to take accountability in being verbal about what they want. Okay. I did a parade, and I and and I I hear you, Fern. You, you invited me to your parade. No, I, I, I did it. I, I was at the parade, and me. I got pulled over by did a group of people that I had never met before in my life, and I certainly know that they have never sent an email or never spent those three minutes. But they had a hell of a lot to say to me in two minutes, and they were pissed. Yeah, because right? they probably no. they were very upset about. They were upset because they pay a lot of taxes, and they were flooded out. And they were right next to the school, and they dealt Total with those bullet. flooding. And the best that I could do to them my is only, say... By the way, I'm on record, by the way. No, no, on, I you, got On it. YouTube video, the only viral video I've ever best, had in the best, and the best, and the best, and the best thing that I, the best thing that I could say to them is thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that with me. And by the way, you're not unheard. It's You're not the only one. And the only thing I could tell you to make maybe make you feel a little better is that when I grew up here in 84, that same flood would have lasted five days. Yes. But now it's only two. Doesn't make anybody feel better. And, no, no. <laughs> but we're working on making it better. And the fact of the matter is we have a gravity system. And the gravity system is no longer a good system for what we have. Well, I think it makes And you know what they said to me? They said, look, as long as you come back and have coffee with me and listen, that's the key. People want to feel heard. But you can't be heard unless you speak. And I have to assert that people on this island cannot be entitled. They have to speak. They have to speak out. And if they do, I am 100%. That every single person in this room, Andy included, Nick, Fernando, and Ed, we will listen. Because we want to listen. But you gotta make it you What did you, you just say? You, you gotta go you gotta you gotta come out and say it, man. Yeah. You gotta come out no, no, and say no. it. Well there there you it takes have, two to tangle you, at the you, end of the day. Absolutely. As a as a person who speaks up, I can attest to sometimes you man you No I've seen I've seen council members head for the hills as they see me coming. I totally there's a process for this there's actually a process for this and and actually we're we're benefit that we have a great village manager that that does and that he's he really follows through with stuff he's very diligent and mission driven and i think that at the end of the day well because well but you have not worked for city managers andy so you cannot disagree i'm sorry to tell you that i tell you with all due respect you have never worked for city managers before i have worked for city managers good ones and bad ones are all bad oh you can have some horrible city managers i mean every city manager comes in with their forte and their weaknesses some are infrastructure challenged others are community commerce challenged you know city managers life and a job or a village manager is two years two and a half years that's the 
shelf life. Because, please, let me just finish one quick thing, and then I'll let you speak. Uh, we had a great city manager in Miami Beach, uh, George Gonzalez, who, who was very diligent about following up with the public. He had a rule. You know, if, if, a commis- if a commissioner or the public calls, you got a 24-hour response time. And you were measured with KPIs on that. What's Meaning KPI? That a KPI is a key, key performance, performance indicator. indicator. Up or down, public response. So if somebody called me, say, Joe Schmo that lives, whatever, in Ocean Drive, it was, look, you know, it's talking about a problem that cannot be resolved in, in years. Either way, you, you reply. get back to them. You, get, you become responsive. You will always find me to be responsive to everybody because 24 hours is... Is the is the maximum time that you should that you should take to come back with a response to somebody say look this is going to take a while but I just want you to know that I am I'm into it and I'm following up with your issues and every every Friday we met and every Friday we went through those issues and it was yeah. delegated to public works or it was delegated to code or it was delegated to finance or to anybody and we followed up with that and we had KPIs and I think that's not a, uh, that's not and, really and a bad and idea and no I think it's, it's a good idea we have a village manager which is uh, with a small town uh, if you compare our village manager with the city of Miami manager, so we are, he's entirely receiving a huge salary in comparison with the population of Kibiskein. And what happens is... But he's diligent. Let me explain you how diligent he is, like you mentioned it. So on when, when we did our last voyage, we mm-hmm. worked on it, so he was unable to ask the health department or to demand or to or be able to tell the health departments to bring down the budget just a little bit. Ed had wanted to keep it on the 3%, right? The marriage rate. So he wasn't able to cut it that, he wasn't able to work with the head of departments because he's allowing all those head of departments to manipulate the system for a long period of time. So we need... Uh, when you say manipulate the system, you mean uh, blow the government, blow the budget? No, be, be, because they, they are so used to... To have more money, money more yeah, money. asking for more. Why do you say more. that, Andy? What, well, what, why, I was a public official. That's well, an insult, Let me give you an example. Man, that is an so On the budget was a 200, a quarter million dollar barrel renovation for the village green. So I spoke to someone today. So we Sounds like the dog park. I did repair my entire house. Yes, I, I was but you're not the government. Wait a minute. So this you're is not the government. You're not. You're not dealing with public money, man. But you're not dealing with public money. So that couldn't drop down and give you another fifty thousand dollars. That's the problem when people from the public sector, private sector, think that they can run government like a business. That is not. That is not the case. I believe so. But that's not the way. That's not the. That's not the way reality works. I accept it. Yeah. Okay, okay so come now. come up with a solution, all right, everybody next. that opposes it. Let's get a money file out. Hey, give, I will look all right, we're going to... You can. Look, guys, your job is, time your job is, your job is to guide staff. Your job is to all right, legislate. We're now in the, in the rabbit hole. Your job hole. is not to do the job next that they case, do. Next case, we've got this underground utility issue. Yeah. And there has been controversy in the past. About? Separating condos from residences no, on funding the underground. How I do you guys feel about no, that? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that okay. that's such a big deal right now. So I, do, been, I think there was a convoluted yeah. equation can on how to say, figure that out. But we agree on that it's, yeah. it's a community issue. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the, con- the condos have to understand that the commerce is on the that's residential side. Therefore, you want that lit up. And the ace And the ace You're done. You answered. Okay. You're good. All right. Congratulations, Manny. All right. So Thank you. 
for asking and answering the question. Yes, that was a question posed to the mayor's candidates and the examples. Uh, I was not satisfied with the responses. So I'm glad that you guys are in unison. We are. We're all one community. 100%. Now, what role do you guys want to play in a very limited capacity that you believe you have, I believe you have more power than you think, on solving the issue that is probably dear to Oscar's heart, the K-8 Center and those conditions over there that are obviously very upsetting to parents of which you can imagine. I, I personally Look, I, am, am affected by seeing things that I saw 10 years ago still happening. Yeah. So i like to get each one of your opinions. Will this council finally put a microscope on Dade County in terms of what to do with the K Center's facilities? Thank Why do they have to continue to be so unsafe? So I'll Who, go. So a couple. Go ahead, Andy. I'm sorry. Andy. So to me, our children's the future is the future of our community. So my kids, he plays soccer at the village game, and once a day, once a week, he has to go to the community center, go to the public school to play soccer there. The field is not even maintained. That's how bad, very poor conditions. The whole school is a disaster. The roof, you see, leaking all over the place, crack all over the place. We are paying a lot of money to the Miami-Dade County Public School to have a school with no maintenance, with nothing. It is 50% is it is 50% of your taxes. But it needs to demand to the Miami-Dade <laughs> County Public School and take over, take over the school ahead, and have you. better education, better teachers, and all that. And we have Nick, to you have an opinion or no? So I'm, I'm, I, look, yeah. look, I... I my, my opinion, I, I, I'll defer to people who know this subject better than me. Can I, as some of you know, some of you don't know, I was appointed by the governor uh, some years ago with two other people, the oversight for the Miami-Dade County public school system and everything but the teachers, all the things you're talking about, the maintenance, the food, the buses, everything other than teachers. And basically, why were we done? Why were we appointed? Because it was a disaster. And you mentioned maintenance, which was very clear to my, dear to my heart. What we found out was, and this is approximate numbers, we're almost $9 a square foot in maintenance. This is for the school system. Remember, they don't pay taxes. This goes back to 2002, 2006. Now, the other school system that was least inefficient was Broward County Schools. Mm -hmm. They were only $4 less than we were. The state average was about $3. Well, forget us being efficient, but... What happened was the $4 difference at that point in time, we had 38 million square feet of schoolhouse, which came out to $152 million more we were paying than Broward County was paying, and we were doing a lousy job of maintenance. Where maintenance is so bad that they were spending more money on employees and warehouses than for material in the warehouses. If you got a second, I'll tell you even a crazier story. If somebody in Key Biscayne School would say, you know, we got a problem, a light is not working, they would send somebody out sooner or later, and he could have to fix it in two hours. If he could fix it in two hours, he did it. If not, he wrote it up. Then finally, when the turn came, they would send somebody out. That person would come out to go fix this particular light, but that person didn't have the parts. So the person then was supposed to go to the office if they had a computer there that could go tie into the warehouse to find if the school warehouse had the parts. If they did, then they left Key Biscayne, drove to the warehouse down in Miami, 
drove back with the part. But the odds are they wouldn't have the part. They're the people <laughs> putting out the parts. So he then had three different houses, supply houses, he called to see if they had the parts. And then if they had the parts, he would drive there, pick up the part, and come back. So what would really happen? Something that might have taken an hour to repair if he had the parts with him. Because the first guy didn't have the parts who came, who had two hours. Nor did they tell this guy what parts he needed. He might spend an entire day to do something took a half hour to an hour. This is how inefficient it was and how ridiculous it was. We tried to correct it. We thought we were moving in the right direction. But obviously, it got better because before it was horrible. Now it's just hard. Now it's just bad. <laughs> just okay? <laughs> so don't tell me about school. And you know what? It's an, the, there's a, a couple things which came very obvious to me. Most school systems, they spend 80% on education, education being teachers, uh, audiovisual and all that stuff, 20% what I call overhead, maintenance, schoolhouse, busing, all these various other things. We were like one-third, two-thirds. In other words, only two-thirds for the teachers and one-third for the overhead. And the difference, you say, well, that's not a big deal. No, you know, 13%. When you're dealing in billions, that's real money. That's real money. Okay. So, yeah, we'd like to do something about it. But you know what? It is, such, <laughs> it is such an incredible bureaucracy. It's a school system. We can want to do all these things. If you want to get something done, I also found out, because I used to go to these meetings on a weekly, weekly, almost, almost a weekly or monthly basis, a couple times a month. You get the mothers, and they go down to the school board month after month after month, and they complain, and they speak. And if they do that, you know what? All of a sudden, things get done. It's amazing. The other thing you have is that who comes to the school board meetings? A few mothers, but primarily architects, engineers, lawyers, everybody who is feeding at the trough of the school system. They get done. How do they get stuff done? They contribute to all the campaigns of the school board members. It's a horrible system, but you know what? That's what happens. We made a huge mistake, even though it was a great idea to have masks. We didn't have to pay them any money to do that. We'd lead with our checkbook. We could have basically led with our lobbyists and lobbied all these people and taken care of, supported their campaigns, and we'd have got the thing for free. But you know what? We always leave with our checkbook, and that's not the way to do it. So if we want to get something done, group number one, you send the mothers down, PTA, you get a group, and they keep going down month up. You, you know what I've done. And month after month after month, and you get stuff done. And the other thing you do is we decide, fine, these are the people who are in, in the incumbents. We support them and their campaigns. We give them money. And then we get things done. Yeah, my frustration was worse. My frustration was more focused on the curriculum. No, and that was lack, not, that was nothing. And the, lack, and the lack of the curriculum, right? So Ed talks about the whole well, new level maintenance and the operations. And it's, yeah, and it's 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 really not. It, it tends yeah, and it tends not. Unfortunately, it tends not the to be the purview. It it tends not to be the purview of the council. Unfortunately, and Miami-Dade County is a big behemoth. And so for years I should run for school where I told you. Yeah, and for years I fought and for years I fought against the curriculum because the curriculum is not based on uh, learning from your failures or vocational skills or understanding what real life is about. And for years I went to the school board meeting to fight against that and I realized that it was a behemoth and so I realized, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to complement what's already there because I'm not going to change this. And so that allowed me to create an after-school enrichment program. And that program does so many things. And, and, and I, I will be honest, 
my first intention was for the kids to teach them something that they can apply in their lives, right? That will prepare them for world for the world, whether it be entrepreneurship or financial li- financial literature or uh, literacy or you know under- kids that 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 want to be in art school, understanding how to create their portfolios or even bringing back home ec if you can imagine that. How to cook, how to wood shop, how to use your hands. And what I found was that there were so many other derivatives that I could bring, and that was ancillary income for teachers that by all means do not get paid nearly enough for what they do. What I have found in my experience that there is a lot of great teachers that start really well, but they get burnt out. They get burnt out because they don't get paid what they're worth. They're no, in charge, and they're also harnessed on what they could teach. A hundred percent, and they're in charge they're to what they can do. A hundred percent, and they're in charge of our future. And so we 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 came to a really hard place a couple of years ago where we had an administration here that did not want to work at this community. And and you know what? If I simplify what the problem was, it was a simple H and R problem. We found an administrator that didn't understand that this community deserved and wanted and expected more. Yeah. And we stepped in, and as a group, and I will say this, Wednesday there's week. not a single person, there's not a single person that was responsible for this. This was a group effort from the council to the mayor to the representatives at the school board to PTA to mothers and fathers that got really upset and oh, we you all also got to throw in the match Yvette hun- Yvette was there too I, re- I, I mean Yvette, Yvette was my partner in the foundation yeah. Yvette, I mean so we created this to you together you're listening yeah we, okay, we so created now, this together and so what we did the Key Biscayne Children Education Foundation and you know the foundation are you part of the foundation I am not just the part of it. I am the founder and the president oh, of the founder foundation. Oh, I yes. I saw that on your documents for uh, British Council. You did not declare that? Why would I declare that? Because, I mean, you're supposed to declare all your assets. And uh, you that's not an asset. I don't make any well, money well, there, Andy. Well, you file taxes. I'm a volunteer. Well, you file taxes, right? Yes, I do. Well, I mean, I, I, find, I just find out that you have... Okay, okay. This, uh, this is getting good. So, let's get <laughs> let, let's get into it. Let's talk about insurance. No, no, let's get into it. 2020, we were under the Keepers Game Foundation. Under the umbrella they filed the taxes because it's under their umbrella. 2021, we have until mid to November to file our taxes. That's why you don't see taxes. Andres? I don't see any other things. I don't see... What else would you see? Well, on your organization... Yes. You fail... Uh, I failed? Did yes. you just tell me I failed? Okay. Yes, of course. Go ahead. On, the, on September 23rd of this year, your company was dissolved. Yes. And you had to reinstate... Your company. Four days later. So four, no, four days. No, two weeks later. Four days later. You got. You got months. Four days later. You got Excuse months. me. <laughs> four days or two weeks later. You, you, you got months ahead of time to do that. If you are such a responsible person, this is something that no one will forget to have a company. Your company was providing services outside the law. Period. <laughs> <laughs> He's not providing anything outside the law. Excuse me. He's providing something that was not covered by a registered company during that period. It's nothing to do with outside the law. Unfortunately, There's nothing illegal. When Andy he wouldn't did. understand. That he way. made a mistake, he, but that's besides the point. It has nothing to do with the law. Don't assume or don't make anybody well, think he did something illegal. We're entrusting the village no, to well, excuse me. that is me. to have no, a proper no, company. No, you're not entrusting anybody. The voters are going to vote for him or not going to vote for him. And you've made it clear so the world knows 
that he, he failed is, to report it. And he failed he, to report, I mean, he failed and to, we he, should beat the hell out of him because he's such a bad guy, even though he's trying to educate children and make the better off better Everybody's trying to educate children, but we want to have our children protected. And, and how would they be protected by him doing that? Well, let or me not being protected? Tell so, me. The, Tell in me. this country, there's something that is Tell insurance. Tell me. No, you said they wouldn't be protected. The liabilities. What are they protected? happens, and the company is not. And what happens? Dissolved. And what happens? What will happen, you know? What do you mean what happens? Well, you tell me what's going to happen. No idea. And, uh, well, you no have idea. no idea. Well, tell <laughs> me. We have an insurance expert here that will tell you if a company is <laughs> providing services and, you know, where is it, something happens, where is the liability? The company is dissolved. Yeah, You're so. an expert on that. It, so what happens, Andy? It's possible. I mean, but like I said, what's going to happen? I, I'm not. I don't know anything about this case. I mean, I don't no, know. No, but it doesn't matter. What's going to happen? Yeah. Is there a liability? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Is there a yes. liability? Yes. You know what no. the liability would be? A transfer before he would have no liability. Only the company would have liability. Once this happens, he takes that liability onto himself. So he is taking much greater responsibility by forgetting to do that. Do you do you comply with the requirements of, by the Department of Children and Families? Do you require uh, finger fingerprinting and bank One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yes. And and they gave you the key to provide yes. services within our school yes. system and, and with our children. Yes. Okay. I would love to see that, uh, please. Okay. No problem. <laughs> okay. So now, the investigator now, Andy. Chief, can we go no, back? Let see you now. You think? Okay. So help, you uh, might think it's going to help you in a campaign trying to bring down one of us? I'm not bringing down any. Yes, guys. you are. You're really trying to I'm do that, and that I'm is not really. Down. You, you talk about civility. This is not civility, because you know and I know it doesn't mean a damn bit of difference that he missed it for a week or two, okay? By the way, I, I, I will just say that in this process of becoming an affiliated partnership agreement with Miami-Dade County Public Schools, they require that I get background checks with DCF, all of which has been handled, all of which has been submitted, and all of which we have a, we have a approval now by DCF, provisional, on the remainder of the next couple of weeks that will now be accepted so that we can now have an affiliated partnership agreement with Miami-Dade County, which, by the way, we had before, but after COVID, they changed the rules and regulations and added DCF as another added possibility. Guys, this has been an incredible endeavor, it's by the way. Do, I mean, it's, great, great I, it has been an incredible it's endeavor. We've donated over... Okay. We've donated over $18,000 to the public school. The public school is loving it. All right? There are over 200 children registered with this foundation having an amazing time. These are supplemental programs that the kids can go and learn and grow. There are parents on a daily basis thankful for what's going on. We just got approached by St. Agnes to run their programming. Oh, Andy, Andy, in this case, went out on next door and went after the foundation simply because he suggested that we were taking jobs away from teachers at St. Agnes. The interesting part was that we hired six teachers from St. Agnes and gave them all first right of refusal to please build a curriculum. And the reason why is because the archdiocese caps their income at a certain percentage over a quarter, which is why they never could do this before. But because I'm a private entity or a actually 501c3, I gave them the opportunity to do what they absolutely love to do 
and make a living for it. Furthermore, with our new administration, Ms. Pena, she is elated at the idea that teachers, we can now promote K-8 as the best place in the region to work. Why? Because you can come to work on this island paradise with parents that care, that put their volunteer hours in, and on top of that, you can stay two additional hours in your school and teach your same children and make more money with a nonprofit foundation that gives back to the community than you can in your entire day. Which means, and I will say this right now, in two and a half years, we will be the number one school, the number one school in the region from a standpoint of teachers, from a standpoint of administration, from a standpoint of PTA, and I am an incredibly, incredibly, incredibly proud of what volunteers have done to make this place a special place, and I will continue, and I am unapologetic about marketing something that I am so proud of, because I love this place, and people like Andy will continue to attack with no information. I, I apologize right. for no, no, Andy's attacks. Well, you spoke first. He replied. And now Nick wants to say something. I, I want to say that my daughter participates in the St. Agnes Karate Program. And she walks around the house chopping up <laughs> tables and hitting me all I the time. It. So I love so it. So I am, I am a little conflicted about this. But she, <laughs> she does love it. It's Tuesday's afternoon. So. Okay, so okay. Uh, let's no, no, oh, we're, we're, we're done. We're done. We got a rebuttal. I got another. I got another issue. How about insurance? You mentioned insurance. Okay, uh, you have something to say about insurance? Yeah, yeah, this well, is about you guys. After, as most people know, after Andrew, all the major insurance companies pulled out of Florida. After this particular storm, most insurance companies reinsure to one in a hundred year storms. If this is greater than the one in a hundred year storm. They, the term is they're going to be over the top. It's 500 year storms. That's what they're talking about. So yeah. if it's more than one, which is yeah. a one percent, that's a fifth of a percent. So the reinsurance plus the capital, the claims will be over the top. In other words, there will not be enough money to pay for the claims with the reinsurance with that. And I don't know if you all know about a thing called FIGA. This is something that insurance companies don't discuss. I don't know if they're allowed to discuss it. But you're the bank, and you know what, that basically, if the bank goes bad, the government's going to give you two hundred. Well, the federal insur- deposit insurance company will be up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, FIGA, that's Florida Insurance Guarantee Association, will give you up to three hundred thousand dollars if insurance company goes bad. Most people don't know that. And what will happen if the federal government doesn't come in here, or something doesn't happen? Almost all the insurance companies in Florida will go out of business, broke, or leave the state. And there will be no insurance in the state of and Florida. And they've done that. So yeah. forget about lowering the rates or anything else. That when people are preaching this, this is nonsense. The question is, who will write write insurance? We're going to need a lot of legislation to make insurance profitable. Else, nobody's going to do it. I mean, these people aren't fools. They're like bookies. They they know the odds. Well, they write the rates. Can I ask companies this question? Down sixty billion dollars yeah. yeah. with Ian. Sixty billion. Yeah, but I'm down but yeah, yeah, they get hit hard. But for now, before excuse me, but before Ian, the insurance companies in Florida were down a billion dollars without any hurricane. So it's not a very profitable business to be in with the rates and charge you because the situation. 
that exist in Florida with false suits, with assignment of benefits, and everything else. So this is one of the things that's going to be really very difficult for many well, people. Which is, okay. which is the insurance thing yeah, here. Well, so well, I'm going to give you a leading question for you guys to answer. Based on what you're saying, no. is that the premise, the genesis behind re, uh, I guess, renovating our seawalls on the bay side? Well, it's no. The, on the seawalls on the bay side, the Army Corps of Engineers came and they said, "Listen, you know, we can work on the ocean side." And we thought everything was fine, but they said, hey, you know what? Water comes in both sides, so we've got to worry about the bay side also. So now we're, they're going to have a study, like the only go- the way the government can do a study. They estimate the study costs $4 million to determine what to do on the bay side. We have to contribute a million dollars to it once they decide they're going to do it. I mean, we have to beg them to do it. Right. And you've got to pay a million. Yeah. And contribute. Well, no, we pay $1 million, Dade County pays a million. They pay $2 million, okay? Well, the problem with that, and let me just add one thing up. Aside from the money, and I do agree with you that's, that is uh, that we're going to have to invest on something that we really don't know up to what elevation to we have to. Exactly. It's only projections. Remember when uh, you, you know, you're looking at all the projections for sea level rise, there's so many curves. The cone of uncertainty is so wide at this point that we don't really know up to what elevation we should raise the cap. In addition to that, we have issues associated to... Uh, property owners, and those are private seawalls. In Miami Beach, I had a lot of problems yeah. with property owners yep. and raising their caps because um, you know they just don't want it, so and and sure. and you can't you can't enforce it. Uh, but there are ways. I, I think the city of Punta Gorda worked out an amnesty program, maybe through fine grants, or they, this is stuff that needs to be explored. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get to. In the detail weeds. on it, <clears throat> but uh, but there are possibilities that can be explored to try to work at an amnesty program where you know we work collaboratively with the Army Corps, the city, and you know wherever we need to raise the seawall, which and look, unfortunately is going to have to be a private area. Well, right but, now the zoning but, says but, but, but that a t- new owner has yeah, to raise the right. seawall. Okay, let yes. me. But I want to use this little thing to <coughs> jump in an area that, that it's important, and I don't know. We're going to get to the amendments because I I, I I need to talk a little bit about the issue that we have right now. Um, the problem with all this work that we're talking about, especially trying to acquire new easements for outfalls, if people don't know what an outfall is, and I'll just give the benefit please, of the doubt, please do. an outfall <laughs> is where the pipe of all the city that is discharging, I mean, the, the, the outfall discharges all the flow that's coming in from the city that is picked up through the pipes into the drainage system and discharges directly into the bay. And there's several the of bay. them for Key Biscayne? There, is, there are several of them, but we don't know their conditions. Uh, actually, uh, we evaluated them. I've looked at them, and I've spoken with the Public Works Department, and some of them, you know, there's a few guys that kind of know because have been here around for a while, but I doubt that they've been really assessed in the way they need to be assessed. Plus, in addition, Manny, honestly, these pipes uh, we're talking about, if we look they're at steel. Heather Drive... I imagine they're not PVC. Yeah, well, no, no, they are, they are concrete and they're, oh, they're, concrete case, they're, they're case concrete and they're placed right at the outfall. If you go in the boat, you'll see them. You see these little holes coming out of seawalls, and those are the outfalls. But the issue here is that if we are to drain the city better, right... We're going to need to put bigger pipes. Case in point, Heather Drive, where you have all the water and the school as well as you guys were talking about. So if you're going to put a 54-inch pipe, that's and you're diameter. Gonna, 
a diameter, 54 inch diameter pipe to carry the flow. And I'm just using a, you know, just a, any that's number. A big, that's a big trench. But it's a size, it's a normal size of a pipe. You know, for, for the school, we're going to look at something bigger. That's going to be a bigger pipe, in my opinion. Does it go straight area. out to the bay or does it well, go to the Well, you know, it meanders through. It picks up also laterals that are coming in. It's called a trunk line, which is the main pipe that drains. And, and it goes, it traverses, it cuts through private property. And this is this this is the point that I'm talking about when we talk about the planning and zoning component in A four. A four. Tell A4 the audience being what A four. Amendment, amendment number four. four about planning and zoning. If we are, Ooh, if we need, we if we need, excuse me, if we need to drain, if we need a bigger pipe, the diameter pipe to drain the city, the village, we're going to need a bigger easement. And we can't get easements now because these are private properties that already have built on top of those easements, have encroached on those easements. So I'm asking everybody here, I would like to hear a solution. When you say encroach, you mean a fence or an actual structure of a building? An area, sometimes you have fences, sometimes you have physical structures at a street, and I can't find where the easement is. I see a house. I don't know if that house is built on top of the easement in Miami Beach. Yeah, well, but, but, okay, so let's say... Okay, so we're safe that there isn't structures on top of these. Well, they're not supposed to be. And we if can't. They are, they're, they're put there illegally. Yeah, but go tell the owner oh, okay, to remove so then it. You gotta, go tell the owner to remove yeah, it after they build something like that. Especially and their if they bought it already. And that we didn't way. do anything about it. So here's the problem: if we need to use a larger pipe to drain the village, we need a bigger easement, which goes into getting a variance. If it's a new property or an area that's a lot, we need to go and negotiate with the owner. If we got to do that by referendum. That's a big problem. Because and you suspect because that it, they you won't can, accept Because, first of all, you're going to miss the opportunity because you're going to have to go to referendum and get the public to approve it. Which could so, take a year. Which could take years, and if they politicize it, even worse. So uh, it, th- that's what's glued by the hip on, on the issue of zoning. Not only that, let's talk about pump stations. I've Excuse spoken me, in the past, but let me just finish, please. Let me finish. That. This is an important issue for me to talk about, and Oscar just spoke about a very important issue for him. Okay, I need ahead. time to speak about this, and I would kindly ahead. ask go you, give me the opportunity to speak Relax. on this. Sorry. Okay. Let the flood engineer speak. Let the like flood it. engineer. Like Before it. the flood oh, comes. So, um, pump stations too. Big pump stations. We spoke about in the past uh, about level of service. What would the village require to acquire a level of service that is normal for everybody to live in, that doesn't affect our way of life? So to do that, we need bigger pipes. We need pump stations. We need underground systems. We need green space as well. So all that, yeah, Andy, but yes, you say yes, but you're killing the planning and you're killing amendment number four. Okay, wait a minute. Which means, I'm sorry, one minute finish, which which means, which means that if we kill Amendment Number Four, we're not going to have the opportunity. And I want to be—I want somebody to tell me whether we're going to have it or not. We're not going to have the opportunity to do it at the council level. It's going to have to go to referendum. In addition to that, which goes back to the insurability comp- the issue that Ed was talking about, we are going to be more exposed, folks. We are going to be more exposed. We have options in the design that I'm not going to tell you that you know we're going to stop to drain through an 18-inch pipe. We can explore deep injection wells, or we can see if we can channel the pipe somewhere else, maybe make a connection at, at a right-of-way, maybe the, somewhere where there's a bridge or a connection that 
that we can do. In other words, to not trespass a property. Not trespass a property, try to find, but it's going to be difficult, and it's going to be difficult to be compliant with FEMA. One of the things that I did when I spoke to the city of Miami about the homeless shelter problem is that we are all in a uh, high-risk flood area. So our job is to manage the watershed. If we don't manage the watershed, we are not compliant with FEMA. And it doesn't have to take... And they can deny us money in case of a tragedy. Yes, sir. sir. They can deny us the money clearly. If we need it. It doesn't have to be a Cat 5. It doesn't have to be a a black swan event. It can be a Cat 2. It can be a Cat 3. It can be a Cat 1. Whatever. Any damaging storm, if we have not taken care of our own system and have been diligent enough to do that, we could be negated the money, and that's going to affect directly our budget because we're going to have to take money out of bonds or out of wherever the money, wherever we can find. So when we speak about Amendment 4, about taking the rights from people, listen, I understand that, and I feel the same way. I don't want to relinquish my rights to government in any way that if I can avoid it, but it's a more complex issue. That's really what I'm trying to state here. The issue is that we're tied by the hip. I don't know who wrote this planning laws but at this point we have if we're going to manage our watershed in order to be responsible and get insurance and get our homeowners not to lose their insurability we have to manage our watershed we have to be responsive to fema and that's where i stand on amendment number four because okay. it's the drainage system is what we need it's what we're trying to do and also one more thing about so the that's zoning. so number four is your favorite uh well it's the most, most favorable i think it's the most important one manny because it, okay. it it speaks to also about public infrastructure if it when we talk also about density we have a comp plan a comprehensive plan that describes all the elements that we have from you know anything that has to do you know traffic pipes etc public facilities everything and that has a, has a population set, a density set that is reported to the state. For us to make a change, we would have to get clearance from, we have to really convince FEMA that we want to add additional population in a high-risk flood mitigation area. And we also have to convince the state and change that. So I, I want to be able to provide some level of comfort to people to say that, you know, this is a more complex issue than what you're hearing about. You're hearing a lot about the taking away their rights. I get it. I feel the same way. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that the drainage is You don't like how it's worded? I don't like the way it is set up. I don't like the way it's worded, I guess, okay. or that everything Nick, is compiled. Nick, you got something to say. You're fine. Because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm subject. I have to, you know, I'm, I, that's the reason why I agree to it, because I, we, you know, that's my platform. Okay. I'm running on... Nick wants to I say something. Like, I just thought you were saying, I agree with you completely. You know? yeah. I think the, the, the majority of us yeah. do. No, I, I, I think the language, the language of the amendment, like I said, it's... There are reasonable, rational people that are against it. And like I said, just picturing a worst-case scenario. Now, I'm going to speak more in the abstract and say, look, we live in a representative government. Okay? We cannot be doing a government by referendum. It's inefficient. So by having a representative government, we have to take a little bit of risk. Now, are there enough guardrails built into the system that we can feel comfortable that the next council, the council after that, or the council after that, will have to abide by what the spirit is. Because nobody here wants increased density. Nobody here wants to change the fabric of this community. I don't think we can have it. Huh? To be honest with you, even if we well, wanted it, I don't think we could have it. Well, no, it's, but it's the truth. But, but you know what? <laughs> well, I, here's wait, wait, time out. There's a lot of people in the audience who are hearing this well, and saying yes. to themselves, <laughs> we've been here long enough to know right. there's still properties that are due to be developed. 
Being an old man here, I want to clarify what I just said. I want you guys to answer this. The Key Colony Motel is still ready to be developed with more units, obviously, than a motel. So go for there. Basically, we have a density that we have for each different property on Key Biscayne that was submitted 30 years ago. We amend this thing five to ten years. We just got doing amended the common plan this past year. Mm-hmm. Now, we're also called a barrier island. So everything that Fernando is saying is 100% correct. He just forgot to say that when you go to try to get in density, to change is tough. But on a barrier island, it's almost impossible. Exactly. So Which is what the key suffers that's from. number one. And then just to go a little bit more what Fernando said, he mentioned pump stations. Well... We can go ahead and keep buying lots for a few million dollars, or we can do some of the things which they did in Miami Beach and Venetian Islands, where you got lots that are selling. I just financed one for $13 million. They basically, we can, I mean, it's domain, we can go ahead and buy these things from these people. But okay? We have to rezone it. But can. wait a second. Once we buy it, then we've increased and changed the building rules because now it's not a conforming lot and it's more density, exactly. number one. So, <clears throat> this is in your personal case. What? This, you're describing your personal case in, in the Keys. Where you're, no, where I'm just telling you what, this wouldn't happen over in Miami Beach. Okay. So what we can do is go to somebody and say, listen, you have a lot. You want to build a house here, et cetera, et cetera. Give us an easement. Give us five feet. Give whatever we need to run this pipe through your property. And we'll trade something to you. But we can't trade anything to them under this thing because we might be changing or violating the particular thing without going to a referendum. Or we can say, listen, <coughs> we want to put the pump station you. We need seven feet from you and seven feet from you, and we're going to put this pump station underground. The only thing you're going to have here is the electrical and some switches, etc. And the guy says, well, you know, fine. You know, what are you going to give me? Right. Well, yeah. we can't do anything like that unless we would go for a referendum every time we wanted to put a pump station. Managing watershed by referendum. How crazy is that? Well, I'm just saying. And that's that's what people don't realize because it ties in together to one of the most critical things we have, which is our storm sewer system. So, I mean, nobody's thinking about that thing we're taking away. You You know what? We're taking away from the citizens the right to hire a manager. We're taking away the right from the citizens to decide, you know, what decisions we make. Should we have ball fields? Should we have a community? Should we have all these things? We're ta- every time the representative government takes does things, we've taken away rights from the citizens, and we have a choice. We can do away with the council, which is fine, and we can have a town hall meeting. Everybody shows up, and everybody votes on everything. They do that in New England, small towns. We could do it here. Maybe that's what we should you do. You mean voting on everything? I'm yeah, talking well, about bring four thousand people, whatever. <laughs> that could, and that's again, a new constitution. But I mean, what? That's a new constitution. A new charter. Well, that's new charter. New charter. I'm just saying. Yeah. Listen, it's not going to happen. Of course, it's not practical. Yeah. No. And people decide they want representative government. That's right. Okay, so but I got to go back to Nick now because he was in the middle of saying anyway, something. Sorry. Go for it. I don't want to no. say this yet. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I think Ed's point is well made, and I think people on the other side of this issue. Like I said, are are thinking about the possible worst case scenario. What happens if, if five people come on council or whatever? And you know what? <laughs> Once again, there's risk involved in representative government. I think that it's worth it's worth the risks because you have to be engaged in every election from now going forward, and it should be that way. And you know what? To create a more efficient government, whether it be federally, state, whatever, or here locally, it has to be reactive. And Ed gave some great examples. You don't want to get bogged down in minutia. 
You know, so hold hold mm-hmm. your council people accountable if they go against it. And I think I know Oscar said this. I'm pretty sure Fernando Ed, whatever. The first thing that if this does pass, which I don't know if it will, I don't know if Amendment Four will pass or not. And like I said, I don't think anybody here is married to it one way or the other. We still want all get elected. I am. I want it to pass. Well, there you go. So Ed is Ed is married to the Amendment Four. I think four of us do. So we want it to pass. My reasons why. No, I agree with. Fernando. Okay. But never, I, never, I never, nevertheless, the I, the idea well. behind it is that if it does pass, since the language is limited due to the restrictions on amendments on the ballot, I think one of the first things we should do, and if if it's my choice, the first thing we do is create an ordinance defining on what actually will fall under this amendment and what we will automatically send to the people for referendum. So anybody that's against this, that this passes, will feel comfortable that if it's, it's, it's a legitimate density issue, we're not taking that right away from the people. We let the, the residents decide. So you would define that you, after the Charter Amendment, you would define... If it passes, yeah. I, would, I, would, by I, would define, I would define... Because ordinance exactly. gives you the opportunity to define it better. Exactly. I mean, a Charter Amendment's 150 words max. How are you going to define something that's so good, complicated? A very, good, a very legitimate in point. 150, 150 words. 150 Guys, words. Like, look... <laughs> That's a good point. Look, I, I can't words. say the representative government works nationally. I don't know. But you know what? I know my neighbors. And I know that we have access. And I know that we want to be efficient. And there was somebody somebody quoted as saying nothing has happened in 10 years. You know what? That's not a good place to be. You know? Development doesn't mean bad things. All right? And, and by the way, nobody's talking about the fact that zoning today, by the way, if you're the owner of Galleria Mall, today you can add 230,000 square feet of commercial space. And we can't do a damn thing about it. It's in the zone. It's in the zone. It's in the zone. It's in the zone. So we are liable right now. We ha- we're open. We're open right now. And all we want to do, there's not a single person running for council here or been in the past that wants more density. There's not a single person that's that ever includes, said that. That includes Andy? There's not a single person that has ever Absolutely. said they want more density. Andy does not want more density. Nobody has ever said it. But yet, people are saying, that's what we want to do. And that's why we want to men informed. That's crazy talk. Yeah. Why I, are we, why? I think, I think well, in, 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 in speaking for the, the crowd, I think they just fear what's coming. Yes, I, I because I get life, fear. Huh? I get so fear, but who lives their life out of fear? Like well, Kibis Kane has got a lot of new people and it happens yeah. all the time. So a example of this uh, like we one have, day we uh, have on our current budget pass it. Everything was discussed. We knew they knew the result ahead of time and they passed the budget without taking into consideration the voters. So what? Sorry. Without the taking what? into consideration the voters. The oh the voters. Right. Sorry. So why? Did they, wait a minute. Did the voters. How, how do you mean we didn't take the voters? Yeah, in what way? Well, because well, we had a council, so it was a decision, you know, that, that normally it's happening like the same part, the same block is voting for the same thing all the time. And then a few people in council, they are unable to have other people's voices in our community. They are not heard. So we can trust in five people. For the business of the are you suggesting that the re- previous council was not hearing? And not listening no, to I, our constituency. I think, I think Sorry, I don't. I, I don't. He's. I think you're worried about how easily it is to attain the five member the super, five major, and super majority. And it's easy to attain a super majority. Is that what we're saying? I, I, oh, okay. Saying? It was four to three. By the way, the budget got turned down. Right. Four to three. Obviously, I it's, was. I was turning the budget down, yeah. and I thought I was doing the best for the voters. Right. But the four people that approved it, they thought they were doing the best for the voters. That's right. So basically, nobody had... And was the best? 
Listen, in my opinion, but there wasn't a super majority. I, I mean, there wasn't no, a super majority, though. So my point being is, yeah, that, in other words, majority rules you, in this but case. But the point is that they thought they were doing their best for the community. I don't think they had anything to gain other than they thought, listen, the government's fine, our expenditures are fine. The gov- the management said this is all good and everything else, and I might have said no, it's not right size, it's not this and that, everything else. But they didn't agree with me, and you know what? That's what it's all about. When you yes. get on a on a council, Andy. You can express what you want, and I'm frustrated sometimes, a lot of times, but I also realize it's a rule of the majority, and if I can't convince enough people, you know what? I'm going to lose, and they're not going to listen to me. doesn't mean I won't keep trying. The next time to keep doing things, maybe I have to do things better. Do I try and think that I'm supporting all the voters and doing the best for them? Yeah, but so do they. We just disagree. By the now, way, that was a 4-3 vote. Four, three, yeah, we're talking about supermajority, five two. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, so never guys, reach that. Is there a consensus reach, here that we will reach eventually if you follow you guys? Because you have a because you have a because you have a magic because you have a magic because you have a magic ball. To ask a question. They're not because you know me. what's going to happen. Can I just if, if you guys are because you know what's going to happen. That's what you're saying. You know what's going to happen. Sorry, you just said you know what's going to happen. If we get elected, you know what's going to happen. You guys That's what you just said? You guys I just answer the question. Block. You know what's going to happen if we all get elected. You guys agree you know. one block. Got it. You guys okay. agree one okay. block. Right okay. There. okay. You heard Andy's I'm one point. Block. Yeah. I, I, with anybody? Like three. three or, Am I one block you, with anybody? Andy? What are you? It's going to be three elected. Have I been one block, guys, have have one, block with, one block? Have I been one block with anybody, Andy, for the last three years? I'm asking you a question. He's asking you a question. I'm asking a question. Have I been... One block with anybody for the last eight years. What well, right now you are brewing you are you are in favor of uh, amendment number four. So yes. you're in, are you all you guys are in favor too. So does that mean I'm a block with them? Does that mean I agree with everything they think? Well you're agreeing in this particular point. Of course. Andy, I told Andy, you why I don't you agree? Why do you agree? Because I don't want to deprive the people the ability to vote, to exercise their rights, their powers. No, even I, over I, even I, over I, easements. Can, can I just, please, uh, Andy? I just, I just want. I understand your position. I understand your fervor, your 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 passion for it, and I respect it because I feel the same way in the sense that things should not be. This is a very big it is a risk. argument. It's a, a national argument where there's always an initiative. Should it go into a referendum or should it be done through a representative government? But I just explained to you something critical, which is has to do, which also helps support low density because we're managing our watershed. We have to manage our watershed this particular amendment will tie us by the hands and the legs right here which is going to be tied up and we can't do much we can do some stuff i'm I'm not getting i'm not saying that we can't do anything because at the end of the day as an engineer we like to provide solutions solution but 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 it's going to take i think it's going to take more money and more investment because I'm, I'm thinking the only thing i can do if i can't discharge into the bay i've got to inject and an injection well is highly expensive very difficult to permit you extremely uh, 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 do, do, uh, no, 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 no. But uh, an injection well is is de- it, it's it's drilling deep into right, the aquifer, and, and it's out, unlimited. And out yeah, but it's, it's only a twenty-four inch pipe that type. Oh, it it's it's a very, it goes straight down. down and never goes, out. It, yeah, gravity well it, it picks well. up, but it's very difficult to permit because we have water consumption permits, and it's very difficult to do. So, I guess I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to put you in the spot, and I'm not going to put you in the spot. But I want to ask you to please consider one aspect of this. 
uh, driving a hard line on this issue or putting T-shirts, and you're part of the blue team or you're part of the red team, that's mm-hmm. not helping, man. What I'm, what I'm trying to do here, let's find a solution to the real problem that we have, which is our insurability. We're going to, please, let me finish. We're, we're, you know, the, the insurance, the, the insurability, the, our reinsurability, our capacity to manage our watershed and keeping a low density when we do that, so I'm asking, yes, because it, it does. When we manage, FEMA wants us to keep a low density. FEMA does not want to have hard structures and large populations living in places where the water rises 14, 15 feet. That's not really cool. That's not what they want. And at the end of the day, you're going to see that after Ian, we're going to have more regulations tighten up, less insurance. So how can we work together, Andy? How can we work together, not attack each other, but come up with a solution okay, that works? Okay, but Andy's point is simply he feels, and others in this community feel like he feels. A lot of them feel. I know. Time out. Time out. The rubber stamp factor of supermajority. Nobody's rubber stamping anything. Okay. So, Andy, there's your answer. They don't feel like it's going to be rubber stamped. You feel like it's going to be rubber stamped. And there's a lot of people who agree with you. Now, was there something that you wanted to say before I go to the next point? No, I, 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 like I said, I, I, I think Andy's concerns are legitimate. It's just it all you have to measure what kind of risk level you want to have in a representative government. No, and I, and I, and I totally and also what, what he, also just, just to speak for clarity, because I'm only thinking of what the audience is thinking. If I'm thinking it, I'm, I'm assuming the audience and some of them are thinking. Since you all are, three of you, representative here of the five, plus the factor that you guys can't really play into, which is the mayor's race, depending on who wins, he feels that there's going to be a rubber stamp. So do many others. So the, 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 the question I want to move on to now is the questions that haven't been asked. And this, I want you guys to come up with things that you are uh, interested in. Like, for instance... My example to you guys would be, are you guys interested in this continual wave of buying park parks and buying lots and knocking down homes and just putting grass and gumbo limbo trees? Does that con- would that continue in, in, in this new council? I, I like to see what's going to happen to Sanibel Island and, and if they're going, some people can come back to their homes. I, there's environmental Yeah, that point you've right made, the but Supreme the question is, for additional uh, you, reducing density. Huh? I'm a huge fan of reducing deaths. Yeah, you are by about like 20 people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, your frown, is there something that you want? To, we're getting close to about 20 more minutes for the official two hours, which... That's uh, two hours. Great, and that means we've been having a good time. You guys are enjoying yourself. That your means side. we've been and having a good time. You know what it is? It's the blue headset you're wearing. Yes. I think you look so dapper uh, with that blue headset, no, man. Yes. So <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, so <laughs> is there any issue that... I haven't thought of or any issues that you want to address to each other in terms of what you want to do innovatively or what are you going to bring to the council that's different than either you've been asked or no one's asked you because I know Ed probably has stuff that never has come to the city's attention and if Ed you want to say that there's no, something you'd like to bring to the council I've been talking too much I'll let them speak. okay and Nick you've been talking the least Gentlemen, so we're going to defer to you. Is there something that you want to bring to the council that either hasn't been spoken of or no one's addressed or no one's even complained about, but you want to fix? I'll tell you that that's that's a very open ended question as far as it's all yours. And I, I I have to say, I mean, this is a community that's that's incredibly positioned as far as from service standpoint. Obviously, we have we have a 
very substantial budget here. The budget has increased a lot. Um, and I will, I will say that the, 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 the sports fields for the kids is, is something that's, that continually comes up with parents. And that's who I've been talking to for the most part as far as because I, I know our, our senior services are pretty good. The Ask Club does a great job addressing that. Um, the special needs thing we already brought up. I don't want. I don't want to uh, part of that. So, the idea of, of actually increasing access to sports fields, and I said it's something that Oscar's obviously been involved with as far as his programs are concerned, um, and the ability of, to look for other options. I, I I know, like I said, Crandon's always been a pain as far as having to do. No, no, no family, he's not. He's whatever. not a friend of ours anymore. That's, that's you know. So <laughs> I mean, I am I am a proponent of, of making friends with whoever we can. Um, like I said, I think I think Virginia Key is always something that's been an option. Like I said, we're. We're dealing with a with a relationship there that that needs to be solidified. I mean, Ed said it, and I and he said it. He said, "Good neighbors don't sue each other." You know what I'm saying? And that's that's a bad that's way true. to start. And so we do, you know. Yeah. But like I said, but I wouldn't. And I, let me tell you, I went to the boat show, and I loved the boat show. And the boat show was great. Ultra, not so much. How know? about Magic Mike? How yeah, Magic Mike? Well, Manny, I saw you coming out of the Magic Mac. Thankfully, <laughs> you got to change the name. The you, Mac. You kept, Magic your, Mac. you kept your pants on, which I do appreciate. But that's fine. But, that, that, but as far as as far as that's concerned, that's five weeks. Huh? That's five weeks. You don't think that's going to create a traffic problem for us? I don't think so. Is that event? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Stand correct. It's not five weeks. It's five months. Five months. Is it five months there? Yes. So it's a it's quite a quite a long time well look so, I mean, the, the, the idea that, 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 that the, city, the city of miami wants to monetize that area is, is not surprising to anybody here okay it's it's a piece of property that, that they're trying to do events with and trying to generate money um but like i said I, it'd be nice like i said to have a solid relationship and i think everybody that's sitting here wants to have a solid relationship with the city of miami uh and with the county as well obviously um and 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 to move on and, and to create things because in all honesty we we talk about how virginia key affects us because we we view it as so close to us but it's just, it's equidistant from the city of Miami too, from from the Brickell area, from the roads and that stuff. So anything that could be created there, as far as fields are concerned, or any, would be something that would benefit not only the kids on this side of the, of the bear cut, but on the other side of, of the toll. So okay, so if you guys are all in agreement, going back to this last issue to leave it alone, right. you all are in agreement with, with the exception of Andy about Amendment Four. Then does three gold three has to be approved too? Or does it really matter? Does it have to be approved? Because three and four kind of oh, are dealt. Two, do- do- two, 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 two and three. Two and three. Three is an extension of two, two and three. Two and three. Okay, so they both have to pass. Two and three and four. No, 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 both no, have to no, pass. no. They don't. No. No. Either either one can pass. Well, we yeah. should talk about we should yeah. talk about two. Two. Is okay, uh, slide that uh, slide that uh, microphone think, on. You know, the whole issue about raising the the the, the bond deck cap. cap. I think I want everybody the deck cap. Uh, excuse yeah. me. Uh, about uh, I, I want everybody just just to leave you with with a thought on this. It takes a it takes a while to advise Wall Street and to get Wall Street going with bonds. We have to hire a, a municipal engineer, a bond engineer, to determine what we're going to be building. How we're going to be building, stamping, and making sure that those bonds and and entice Wall Street, you know, the whole all the investors to want to invest in Key Biscayne. Mm-hmm. Now, muni bonds are, I think they're not, they're not inflation proof, and you can speak better on this or not. But I think I think they're probably best than any type of other asset that you can invest during during inflation time. Uh, and I think we need to advise Wall Street. I think it's sending a message to Wall Street that we're going to raise our cap. And that we're that are, we're going to invest in Key Biscayne. I think it's a good well. That's always been. Uh, Ed, would you and testify it, that that's been fairly easy when it comes to Key Biscayne? People just buy our bonds. Period. Well, let me tell you, the reason people buy a GO bond different than a revenue bond 
like a sewer bond or a trash bond or mm -hmm. any other kind of bond is we call full faith and credit, which means that we have the ability under state law to raise our uh, millage to 10 mils. We're three point something, okay? <laughs> so anybody will lend us money. Yeah. We have, we will get a triple A rating. Yeah. We have the capacity. We have the we'll values. We have a double A. Sorry? We, we have a double A. We can get a triple A rate with no problem at all. In fact, I think we, this can go to a triple A. I mean, uh, and I've also right. in the past, when I had to do a three-quarter billion dollar bond thing when I did, uh, was doing the financing for a citizen insurance company, I paid a little bit extra money to get somebody else to get me from a triple A, a to a double A to a triple A. So, and it was insignificant. So anyway, there's no problem us raising money, raising bonds or anything else. The only question, and you bring up a very good point, more importantly than Wall Street, we, you know, we decided to do the geo bonds. Wow, big, big stink. We don't want against the geo bonds. I made a whole big thing last election because we're going to get a blank check, go out and spend the money. So don't give these people $100 million. Well, first of all, we weren't getting anything. We're getting the ability to issue a geo bond, rather a revenue bond. And people said, Ed London, how can you do this? You're always trying to save money. You're always cutting things back because I was trying to save money. Because the interest rate on a geo bond is always lower than a revenue bond. Ah, that's because very informative. Full faith and credit. 100%. And you know what? So we got it passed. And you know how much we spent in two years? Zero. Zero. Okay. Now, the $100 million sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. The question is, does $100 million going to be enough to do what we have to do in Key Biscayne? And the answer is no. no. And people say, yeah, but we shouldn't do it now because we don't know how much it's going to cost. The only thing we know is going to be more than $100 million. So that much we do know. Now, the question is, are we going to spend it tomorrow, next week, next year? No, we're not going to do that. So then people say, well, why not wait? Well, you can wait. And if it doesn't pass, you know what? The world won't come to an end. But if it does, then you'll have to pass it in two years from now. Because if you don't want it to pass, if you don't want to spend the money, then you can't do what's necessary for the storm sewer system. Sure. Forget about anything else. Forget about undergrounding. Forget about the beach. Forget about anything. You can't do it without it. And what does it do? When we did the geobond, it showed the Army Corps of Engineers that we had the capacity. We I was serious. up in... Um, in Tallahassee lobbying for the undergrounding with the Public Service Commission and then I was at the Department of Emergency Management I think that's the proper thing and these people were so impressed that we did it because they said you know other communities don't do this they come to us and they want all the stuff but you're trying to demonstrate that you have the money and the ability to do it the Army Corps of Engineers same thing the same thing will happen by us approving it today it doesn't mean we're gonna spend anything today nobody's gonna go spend a damn dollar today the question is, we will sell the world. Hey, you know what? We have an intention. We are going to have the money to do what's necessary to protect Key Biscayne, to have the proper flood control system, the proper storms control system, whatever else necessary. We're committed. Right. Yeah, we're, I, I, we're not committed to spend the money. We're committed to have the capacity. Yeah. If and when we need the money, we can go ahead. And by the way, I think you need, I know, a super majority. And, and I think I have Again, a three. Again, just, just, just one quick thing. No, no, yeah. I'm finished. Let him finish. Is there any public yeah. oversight? Public what? oversight? Yeah, yes. But, but yeah, there's, there's, well, plenty there's, a, whole, there's a whole bunch of public meetings you have to have, advertisements, 
Yeah, you're required. Yeah, those are those workshops you talk about. Oversight of the bond. That's That's the investors want that. Yeah, they want that. They want to make sure that the people you have to. So, in other words, the law says it has to be vetted. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. And by the way, just from a standpoint of negotiation and understand people's processes, you have to send a message that you're you're willing to. you're willing to invest in your community. Nobody's going to invest in us if we're not willing to do the same. <clears throat> and optics are important. And intention is important. And we sit here and we want to go out and get local and federal and, and money from grants. But how are we going to do that if we don't show a message of clear intention that we're willing to invest in our own community? Ed said it. We, we approved a go bond. We have a person sitting here that said, watch your wallet. And that this was a blank check. We haven't spent a serial, single dollar. But we sent a very important message that brings people that want to invest in a barrier island. By the way, we have an opportunity, guys, to be the key. I mean, you know how many people might be looking at us literally to understand what is it that we have to do to fight resilience, to be a resilience community? If we pull back now... What is that message going to be? Oh, we approved a bond, but now we're pulling back. We don't know. What kind of confidence does that send? What kind of confident message does that send to those people that might be willing to invest? And by the way, a barrier island that protects most of South Florida. Yeah, we're in front of downtown Miami. We're in front of City of Miami. We're in front of Coconut Grove. I mean, we literally protect them. What? Absolutely, but we don't send that message because we have people that are worried about fear and that want to say things that have no merit. Nobody spent any money, but yet you have a person sitting amongst us that said it was a blank check and we were going to go write that check and we were going to spend that money and watch your wallet. Well, there's it's a segment of people who feel that way. But it's irresponsible. Well, let me give it's you a technical, let me give you a okay, technical solution for this. Okay, this is my commitment to the public and I've spoken to this about folks the folks on on how I intend if I'm elected, how I intend to help move this issue forward. Number one, the first investment that we need to make is tread. It, it's not infrastructure. It's really working with our CRS, our community rating system, and trying to raise it in a way so we can help homeowners insurance. That is something that we can Apart work from flooding and all that. Yeah, great community rating system. So, so that, is, that does not require an immediate investment. But it requires but your it expertise requires on the ex- It requires expertise. It requires, I've, I've spoken with Steve Williamson on it. He believes that we can do it. Uh, it's a measure, but, but it's, it's more of a bureaucratic approach. But at the end of the day, we want to get a, 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 a bureaucratic process, I mean to say. Uh, <laughs> I got it. Uh, not, not approach. Uh, to, to resolve our CRS and to help improve our insurance rates for the homeowners, especially those poor folks that really flood tremendously. And fixed income. Flood insurance, right. The next thing is let's work on the hot zones, what I call the priority areas. Let's work on the school area. Let's let's do that project. Let's do Heather Drive. Let's look at uh, you know Ocean Lane Drive, which you know we can do a lot of things that are important uh, where the, where the condos are. We can we can also work in that area, and then after that we can work on interceptor projects, which is trying to catch some of the water that's coming in on Crandon, all uh, maybe coming in from the Grand Bay that finds its way all the way to the school. So what I'm proposing is a three-tier approach. As your future council member, what I want to do is first take care of our CRS, 
Second, take care of our hot zones, our hot areas that where people flood. Try to alleviate as much as possible with that. I'm going to need an outfall, Andy. You're going to have to help me get an outfall. You're going to have to, and with, with the zoning laws, laws that we have. And, and the third thing is trying to intercept some of the flow that's coming in that's furthering, further contributing to those poor folks. Okay, so that we could call that your closing statement. We're 11 minutes away from the end of this. Yeah, that is my closing statement. That's a good one. All right, so everybody say goodbye, and we got 11 minutes. Andy, you're first. What is it that you liked the most about this radio discussion, and then why you want to be a council member, and then say goodbye, and I'm... I'm really close with my drop button, so you can say whatever <laughs> word you want. <laughs> well, I would like to thank uh, our community to uh, be with us tonight and to listen to every single one of us, our ideas, and then what I want to have my input to our community is going to be as clear as possible, and then um, we cannot entrust our village to an administration, a past administration, or it's going to be current administration that had to be fiscally responsible. And we cannot entrust all these big, huge investments if we are not fiscally responsible. I don't feel that we should entrust a majority to take on the zoning requirements or, or modifications or amendments. I don't, we have been doing so much with the 1% cap. We built, did some, some, so many projects, and then uh, why to increase it now? There are reasons behind, and to me, I am voting no, uh, asking people to vote no through every single amendment, because they are, those amendments does not represent the will of our neighbors, period. Nick. First off, Manny, thank you for having us all. Um, I think... Has it been fun? It's been entertaining. You I, know why? I, I've you know, enjoyed it a lot. I'm your neighbor. You know I always have fun. So that from that standpoint... It's I want to come back. Yeah. All right. So, cool. Yes, exactly. Perfect segue way for me. What I want to do also at this moment, uh, I guess I will do it in my closing. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but oh, you did. You did. But uh, I, but did. Uh, I was like, I, I had what I was <laughs> going to. It was so brilliant. Right. What was about to come out of my mouth. Yeah. 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 So thank you. Thank Excuse you. me. Continue, Nick. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I think we touched on a lot of important issues. Um, I think we have a, probably a lot of uh, of area that we agree on. Some things that we don't agree on, which is I think normal for you know just any group of people. Um, I probably don't agree with myself from a year ago. So like I said I don't expect anybody to agree with me 100. percent um, the one thing I want to make sure, because I think it's I think it's the most important thing here, because flooding is important and the causeway and all these things are important, but I think the culture of this island, the idea of what this island represents to all of us, the reason we all moved here, you know, the level of camaraderie, the level of, like I said, nobody moved here to be told what to do or to do anything. We, we moved here because this is a great place and this is a place that's safe and that you can raise your family and that, honestly, like I said, from when I started coming here in the 80s as a teenager till now, hasn't changed all that much. Um, I think everybody sitting here is dedicated to making sure that that's, that stays the same. Uh, I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and I want them to enjoy everything that I've enjoyed here. I have elderly parents. 
I said elderly. My oh my god, my mom. I know my mom's <laughs> listening too. Wow. It's, uh, they're Your older than me. Is older than me. He's all, exactly. The only he's person waiting for a belt. He's waiting with a belt. Um, <laughs> I'm one here. He's got a belt but, in his hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's waiting so for you. I'm not going. I'm, I'm sleeping at somebody's house. But um, <laughs> but that being said, I I think that's one thing that I think we we are are all committed to, and I just want everybody to remember that in the end. Whatever happens in this election, whatever amendments pass, um, we're neighbors here, you know, and we share all these areas, you know, and there's there's no, like I said, this is not some faceless, you know, government employee in Washington, D.C. that we're dealing with. We're dealing with our neighbors here, you know, and I want to get along and I want to enjoy this. And you know what? We could have spirited debates, um, but I think in the end we have to make sure that we come together because, you know, look, our culture is, is something that's unique, you know. On the Fourth of July to waving signs in, in on the corner. That's I mean, who else does that? This this is a uniquely Kibiscayan thing. I want to keep that. I want to keep that going. And honestly, Manny, like I said, your radio station here is something that's that's been a benefit. This was great. I really enjoyed it. And like I said, hopefully we'll do it again soon sometime. So. I, 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 this is the best format. You're cheating. On you already it. had I'm your clothes. I just want to say again? this is the best format. He's I don't, cheating. I, don't, I, don't, I hate those two minute yeah. uh, answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so good. The time limit. Yeah. So the best format, you're on next. I mean, you're you're I, next, Sardinias. Go I, for it. I have to. I have to agree. Like that's like a mic mic drop yeah. comment. This has been great. I look. I'm having the time of my life, guys. I I don't know what else to say, but other than that, I love this community. Uh, we all have a lot of work to do. Vote for the amendments. Don't vote for the amendments. It makes no difference on how hard any one of us is going to work. At a very top level, despite our differences, there's not a single person here that's not here for one reason. That's because they have passion for this community. And thank God for that. Thank you, Keep Us Game, for that. Um, Manny, I didn't know what to expect. I'll be honest. You thought it was just a telephone and <laughs> no, a microphone. No, you told me. We couldn't talk at one point. I told you. I liked. I like. Cool. I like to. Now shut I, up! No. I like. I like to assert that actually you're, you're a very interesting guy. Wow. Cool. And the, the best you thing. You don't know as long as I do. And no. the best thing. I, the, <laughs> the best thing I like about you is you say it how it is. Yeah. I haven't felt for a second judged for anything I have to say, despite the fact that I have no doubt that we have differencing of of, of opinions, including you know, this guy. This guy. Here. Right, it is what it is. I like that you have the button there. Right. I'm very proud to be sitting the in this room with it's these a, guys. It's actually a, a button from now on. It, so. It's an FCC requirement. I have to have the button. I'm very proud to be sitting next to everybody in this room. I would say that the most contentious differences has been between me and Andy, but regardless of that, I know at the top level he really does care. Um, we just have differences of opinion, and that's okay. Well, one thing I must say that Andy has not said. Of all of us in this room, he's lived communism. That's he's true. lived it. That's true. And people should consider that when he talks to you, he's seen how bad it can get. Yep. And sure. I, in that mo you know, since I was born here in the States, I almost feel his distrust yep. for government because yep. he's seen communism. So that's a really good point in empathy, yeah. right? Yes. Empathy and is and super I, important. That's what I see when I listen yeah. to Andy. I see a person who lived through communism. Yeah, and I think if we lead by empathy and we lead by that, I think we'd be in a better place. And that's I, and I where, I that's where he comes that. from. That yeah. angst yeah. is because he's seen it, man. I get communism it. sucks. I get Ed, it. your final comments. My final comments, you asked what two things you're going to bring or to, to the village and two things that I've been, one thing I've been trying to do for I guess it's almost 10 years, and that's beat policing. Have the policemen be part of the community. Have them visible. Don't have them in a tinted car where you can't see they are. 
have them at a golf cart open. Don't expect them to ride a bike. It's hot. Fine. That'll just demonstrate occasionally, but that's just for window, window dressing. That's number one. I think that'll be really terrific. You don't need as many police as you have, but that's another story. The other thing I'm proposing, and I'll be, I brought it up this past meeting, I'll bring it up again, and that is we need a more effective noise ordinance. Uh, we live very close to each other in the single-family homes, in the condominiums, and really the way the noise ordinance is now, if you have a noisy neighbor, they're out there enjoying themselves, making noise, it can be really disturbing because the sound travels all over. So we have to change the hours that noise that we can make these noises and bother our neighbors because we're all our neighbors. And finally, Manny, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you very We've much. We've known each other for a long time. Yes, I'm very fond Matter of you. In fact, what your mother and father said about you, it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> You're really a good man. Nah. Did they mention the stuttering in first they grade? They did. I mean, no, no. Manny, Manny comes from, he's very fortunate. He had two most wonderful, delightful, super great parents who were my neighbors, and he was my neighbor also. But anyway, thanks so much for having us. Thank it's you. been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. No, yes. so we are we're looking at, at good times. The best times are always ahead of us. Yes. And so. here on uh, WSQF Blink Radio, this is the end of our roundtable. And, of course, I'm inviting the two mayor candidates to do the same. And sit here and you can see how uh, you all act as humans. And I believe the two mayor candidates can uh, ask each other the things that are necessary that people need to know before they vote for him. So I encourage Fausto to join us, and I encourage uh, Mr. Roscoe to join us as well. And you guys are individually invited between now and the 8th to come in here on your own, by yourselves, Thank you. and react to what you experienced today. Yeah. That's what I mean by open source and open forum. To the audience, folks. We're going to have this recorded every, uh, this has been recorded, so the recording will play at 8 o'clock, same time, every day until Election Day. Wow. Poor, poor the only time. <laughs> I don't know if they want to hear us that often, brother. It's just going to happen that way. So you all are, I uh, will have the file compressed. These are like six, 700 megabyte files that are reduced to under a megabyte so that you can actually move them around on WhatsApp and on text. I love that. Thank you. That should be up tomorrow because obviously that's over my pay scale. Uh, I got <laughs> it's got to be uploaded by someone who knows what he's doing. Yeah, sure. And uh, I really thank everyone very much. And tell your children to listen to rock and roll when you're not listening to me. WSQF. Amen. Blink Amen. Radio. Take care, my friends, and stay free. As I always say, bye bye for now. Thank you, Manny. Oh, by the way, I, I, I have a sound machine. Time out, you're still live. I have a sound machine. My standing ovation. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.